two wizards. Two wizards? Two wizards. Two wizards. We've had an invasion of the like little sugar ants here in my wizard's tower. Uh oh. Um, and it, yeah, it's right on the entire spectrum of problems renting. Having some sugar ants like just at your front door, like it's not it's not that bad. But yeah, it's just it's just super annoying, you know. You're winding down on the couch watching some tv something like that and you and then you feel the little things crawling all over you and then there's one so of course you like annihilate it you like smear it over your arm <laughs> oh yeah like remove it it's from dead. existence yeah yeah and then like the entire rest of the night you're in your own head like ah oh, what's this itch like are they are they on me still and you can't you can't sit still and yeah man it's just it's so it's so stupid that like here i am a wizard and I'm being menaced by these little stupid sugar ants. <laughs> I, or, or, or here you are a wizard and man, what is just the easiest thing to spam kill to level up sugar ants? That's also true. Oh my God. That just, that just, uh, totally unlocked a memory from, okay. Yeah. This was like late middle school, um, over at Carroll park there in Alamosa. They have the outdoor basketball courts. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was not like nearby. Like I had to ride my bike all the way over there, but I was meeting up with a buddy and, you know, played some one-on-one and he left. So I was, you know, just kind of hanging out. Um, and I tell you, man, there, I, there, there were a couple of anthills crawling, just crawling all over this cement top basketball court. Um, and with my basketball, like I enacted an ant Holocaust there. It was <laughs> <laughs> like at the time, you know, being an eighth grader, we're like, oh, take that ant. <laughs> Hell yeah. But in hindsight, like, I, I kind of felt bad. There were hundreds. I killed hundreds of ants with my basketball <laughs> on that court. <laughs> so, so maybe that's it. Maybe word finally got, got around. Word finally spread around the ant world. And they tracked me down here in Columbus. And now they're getting their sweet vengeance after. Oh, God. They've been tracking you since, like, middle time. school. But it took them that long yeah. to get out there. Right, yeah. We, Never we, mind that they can tell the future to know that you're going to be there to make yeah. the move from 2003, <laughs> but yeah. 25 years. We've been waiting 25 years for this for this day. <laughs> Sugar Multiple ants, generations go. of ants. <laughs> yeah, that's like 50 that's like 50 generations. <laughs> oh god, it's So yeah, I don't know, so, I, don't know I guess Yeah, so yeah, I guess I don't know, I just got to like get some spray and I don't know, do do something like that. But yeah, which is also, you know, like going back to the bugs episode where I was like, no, man, bugs are okay. They're, they're fine. Why are people eating these bugs? Now it's like, no, I want to cook these guys and eat them. (laughs) That's going to get them off my back. (laughs) Quincy, what do you mean you formed an alliance with the ants? (laughs) Well, that's the other thing too. Like, I don't want them crawling all over these critters. Like I can deal with them. It's fine. But yeah, if I wake up and. Poor sweet Quincy boy has little ant bites all over him. I'd feel I'd feel horrible. <laughs> you know, you know what else is, you know, all over the place. And you don't realize it till you see one, and then you realize how many there are. And sometimes it gets in your ear and then stays in your ear and chews into your brain. <laughs> Whatever could that be, Mark? 
that'd be season seven, episode one of the Two Wizards Woo! Podcast. We're back, dude. We've podcast. been back. We've been here, but we're back again. Our triumphant seventh season. Josh, Man. number one, happy season seven. Listeners, happy I know y'all missed seven. the like collective dick suck of season six, but I decided I like doing it for the whole year better than just one yeah. season. Come no, on, it's yeah. more fun to hear us get drunk over three hours and reminisce. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. That is something. That is something over our seven seasons. We're again, we're refining, we're adjusting, we're tuning. Uh, and, and yes, because I even think a couple weeks back, uh, going into like, okay, what what are we gonna do for season seven? Uh, yeah, I think I even floated that like, yeah, are are we doing a clip show or a retrospective? And you're like, nah, man, save that for for the end of the year. That's way too much work and editing. Um, it's August. Ain't ain't nobody got time for that. Um. But yes, here we are, and you listeners clearly have time for this, because, right, here we are, the Two Wizards Podcast. My name is Josh, I'm a wizard. And my name is Mark, and I'm a wizard, and yes, welcome back. Josh, welcome back, buddy. I know we were just here last week, Thank but you. when we restart a season, when we start a fresh mm-hmm. season, it's always a new thing, it's always a fun thing, it's always yeah. it's always refreshing and different, and like, it's just, I don't know about you, but it makes me feel mm-hmm. good, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely, it is, it, it's it's. Coming back, and like you're seeing, even though we were here just last week doing this thing, but but it's 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 that purpose, it's that intentional. Like, no, we're we're yes, we're back, but we're going to be doing different things, and we're going to be reflecting on all that. And it, well, and, and even this was something that we just talked about uh, before we hit record, because we've had wizards cups, we've had wizards rightons, we've had chalices, mm-hmm. we'd have tankers, hobbits, goblets. Yeah, yeah, goblet. So, new season, new drinking vessel. Mark, what's that going to be? Whatever could it be? Oh, baby. Um, well, number one, our new cup form. What I don't know what you call that. Uh, mm-hmm. Our new drinking vessel will be for this season our wizard's mugs, and I am drinking out of a uh, Lowenbrow Munchen Moss that our good buddy and fellow wizard Johnny brought me all the way from Munich. So, thank oh, you, Johnny. Nice. That's awesome, um, man. That's there's a little like tap tap room place. Um, actually, we haven't been to there in a while, and they would sell the whole like, hey, like buy one of our buy one of our mugs, um, and then each refill is you know like a like like two bucks off. Um, so shoot, maybe I need to like pull that up from the basement and kind of use that with with whatever we're doing. So yeah, I. I, I will be drinking out of my wizard's mug, but for right now, I'm just out of a can. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Well, that's all uh, right, because to that end, what are you drinking? Because we have a very special assignment for tonight's episode. Uh, we're just kind of like, you know, say you have a big get-together, and people come over, and they bring food, and they bring drinks and all that, and then, you know, great time is had by all, everybody goes back home. And over the next few days, you know, you're picking up the leftovers, you're drinking the rest of the beer. But then, yeah, like two weeks later, it's like, oh, yeah, here's uh, with that weird, yeah, like Steve, this weird coworker that I kind of invited because I felt obligated, but I didn't really want to, but I did anyway. And he brought this weird stuff that's just been kind of pushed to the back of the fridge. But I got to like polish that off, right? Like, wasn't that the uh, uh, assignment? That was it, buddy, yeah. Okay, so with that in mind... We 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 bought these for a previous Two Wizards episode. Ended up calling an audible, going a different direction. So they've been literally sitting in the back of my fridge since then. Uh, but I have with me some hard Mountain Dews. <laughs> oh, oh no! Oh no! All right. Yeah, because right. 
again, however, you, like a month ago, back in season six, um, it was my turn to go on the drink misadventure and and I saw this yeah variety pack of hard Mountain Dews out of the corner of my eye and I was like oh baby I don't know what that's going to be for but it's going to be for something so I bought them and then they've just been sitting there forever so fortunately only 5% only okay. um, sugar free caffeine free so I won't unfortunately I won't be getting that sweet mix of stimulants and depressants at the same time uh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I'm starting off with a hard Mountain Dew watermelon. Okay. That has a, that has a snake. It's got a snake on the can. <laughs> it, okay. All right. I have yeah. questions, but I'll just wait until you get into it, and then I'll answer the, yeah. or ask those questions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so that's what I'm attempting here. What about you, good sir? I So you know how usually, Josh, I'll be like, oh, yeah, let's do this, and then I'll you know totally screw it up. Well, damn it, this time we are getting off on the rightest foot, which I think in this case is the wrongest foot. But I bought a uh, a 12-pack sampler of Breckenridge Brewing, maybe the worst brewery in Colorado, I'm willing to believe. Um, And specifically, I am drinking tonight the last two cans of the Palisade Peach Wheat. Now, 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 to really just double down and compound, um, you know, this idea of... We had a barbecue, we had a party, and people left this. Mm-hmm. You ever, like, have the party, and then you realize, oh, shit, that cooler's still out in the backyard, and you open it, and there's, like, four cans of beer floating in there? <laughs> yeah. So, 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 I left these two cans of Palisade Peach in the think hole. They are better than room temperature, which is around 79 degrees, because it's still hotter than balls in Alamosa, <laughs> and therefore the think hole, and then I poured it into my moss. But... Oh, yeah, and then I got okay, a special man. surprise on deck for when we reload, but we'll get to there. Okay, when we get to fair, there. Fair enough, buddy. Well, here's this is me totally clinking my nut, my 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 mug, and not opening my can. But but here <laughs> here here's on you, buddy. Clink, Cheers. good buddy. Clink. <laughs> oh God. Ugh. Hot peach rings. Oh, okay. Yeah, I would. I would imagine. Oh, god. Well, I guess this is uh, the watermelon rings because that's some fake ass watermelon flavor. <laughs> that real good, like was... Jolly Rancher melon. Well, but I even like those. This is this is different. This is this oh, is no. Mountain Dew fake ass watermelon. <laughs> oh no! Is it also Mountain Dewy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It's yeah. If if you it's if you took one of those yeah you know, like watermelon gummy rings, threw it in your um, mug of Mountain Dew, left it for a day so that it would dissolve, <laughs> and then drink it afterwards. Oh god. <laughs> but, but but hey, but here we go. At, at least at least, well, I'll say that for when I do come to it later. What I, what what my second second bullet is. But um uh but but anyway. Okay, so we have our mugs provisioned with the leftover things that we just got to power through because we're the grandchildren of people who lived through the depression so we also got that weird no don't let anything go to waste uh clean your plate don't pour out gross beer uh (laughs) send to waste beer yeah yeah don't don't do that so what's our topic for season seven episode one 
Uh, to kick the season off, we are going to return to two episodes that have always been near and dear to Wizard fame. Number one, we're going to talk about food, but number two, we're going to call back to a brilliant episode that you did at the start of last... How do you do this? The start of last year at season five, when you had come back from mm-hmm. travel abroad, you kind of picked up the ball and ran with Ancient Food Network, and that's what we're doing again. Oh, yeah. But this mm-hmm. time, we're doing Ancient Food Network by way of barbecue. Yeah, yeah. Because it is. It is combining... Two of our great loves. Well, or mm-hmm. I guess like two and a half of our great loves because, yes, food, but also specifically grilling or like barbecue or like outdoor get-togethers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and the ancient world. Uh, so, yeah, if they, if just 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 picture two wizards like, uh, ha- like just hammered over the grill, but still drinking and talking about, yeah, did you know the Romans... <laughs> So yeah, it's gonna be great. I'm excited, and and we're gonna like yeah, sort of sort of trade off, um, talk about different things, go on like that. Yeah, uh, I'm to understand you went down a couple insane rabbit holes, and I'm excited yeah. to hear about those. And yeah, you just you want to get into it, buddy? I get. I guess we might as well. What does barbecue mean to us, Josh? Well, really, it's the first way humans ever cooked meat, but it's it's not that easy. Um. Cooking meat first occurred in an open flame sometime after our mastery of fire, which means it was given to us by the titan Prometheus, who Zeus then punished for giving man such deliciousness. I I know we say it's all about, you know, the knowledge of fire, but really it's like, dude, this steak is amazing when it's not raw. And Zeus was jelly. Yeah, and there's a a lovely little, like, myth. Like, because, yeah, not only did Prometheus bring fire, like, that got... That was like, hooray, humans, mortals. And then Zeus was all pissed off. But there's like the second part of that story, which is all about, yeah, like cooking and grilling. Well, maybe not grilling, but yeah, like 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 open flame roasting meat, which is which is even better. It's like, so yeah, it's not just fire to like, I don't know, like clear cut land for agriculture or to uh, harden wood uh, to make tools. No, it's you have fire to cook meat. <laughs> Yeah, literally the biggest, like, tool you can get. Um, We think this started sometime around 3.4 million years ago when Homo erectus, not Homo sapien, but mm-hmm. Homo erectus. So this is, like, not even, like, human humans yet. This is, right. yeah. you know, the step before humans. Um, mm-hmm. They started grilling, or they started eating meat that was cooked and butchering meat. And this is based off of um, butcher mark, like tool marks across bones. They were they were you know chipping millions of years ago. Yeah, yeah, and then shaving off that meat from the bone. But also they started breaking open those bones and getting into that sweet sweet internal mayonnaise that is in all of our bones that we call marrow. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> um, evidence of this can be found throughout northern northern Ethiopia, which we mostly hold to be the cradle of human civilization as we know it. Mm-hmm. I got my own thoughts because, you know, the hollow moon doesn't quite slot in here yet, but whatever, it's all right. (laughs) Then at about 1.4 million years ago, we doubled down, we being Homo sapiens doubled down, and really started going to work. And by this time, humans started to become the most carnivorous of primates. Now, all primates and monkeys will consume meat, but by and large, they are vegetarian versus us that just ate the shit out of meat. We loved it. We were into it. 
And by consuming that red meat protein, it gave us access to a couple more advantages. Uh, number one, vitamins. <laughs> Duh. Go eat a steak. Go lit, do a big heavy day of lifting and then come back home and eat a steak and you're going to feel better for it because you're replenishing, you know, that protein. You're getting those, like, fat-soluble vitamins, that vitamin K, the things that only you can get out of red meat. But also, but also... It literally gave us that big brain energy. As you're eating this, there's certain vitamins like omega-3s that exist in meat, but also fish meat, which we were also cooking and roasting, and that really got us going. Uh, cooking also forced early humans to become more communal and share their food, whereas even to this day, all the apes will not share food. Um, they will go kind of forge, do their own thing. Sometimes parents will share with their children. But by and large, it is an I got mine, how did you do type deal. Versus mm. this where we get together, we, we roast this like chunk of dead thing that we found and cut it apart and, you know, started flame grilling it over open fire. And you kind of had to share. It forced humans to become more communal. But as far as this goes also, this meat kept longer than just raw meat. So... We could almost look at, like, early humans getting their start because they had road trip snacks, like beef jerky, essentially, that they could carry with them and go about as they were hunting and gathering. Right, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, so it, it not only helps with preservation, um, but also, yeah, it's just, it, it's, it's, it, it, it's more efficient. Like, instead of your body doing the digesting, like, the flame is like doing yeah some of the like pre-processing even though you're like taking calories in you're still con you're still expending calories to digest it here's just a little because i was trying to find it here here's just a little kind of metric so like if you have four ounces of raw meat a quarter pound of raw meat that's equal to three ounces of cooked meat just like calorie wise so you're like getting like an extra third it's 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 like if you had like an extra third of food just by cooking it um which is pretty right. pretty stinking cool well it's also there's certain proteins that are only act like protein chains that are only activated through like heat mm -hmm. conversion um mm -hmm. i want to say it was our uh buff wizards episode like what last oh, yeah. last last january february mm -hmm. and we talked about like you shouldn't just like crack an egg and drink it because essentially you're going to risk salmonella, but also it doesn't do shit for you. If you cook that egg, it converts the protein chains and makes them better, and you your body actually takes more out of them. That's what cooking this meat did for humans. Right, right, right. It's also kind of cool to me. Like, when we were two hobbits, I went sort of insane on our gardening episode when I talked about, <laughs> like, mushrooms. And how mushrooms were essentially, like, responsible for shaping humanity because, you know, the the early human ape could eat um, fermented fruit. They would get shit has hammered and then their livers learned how to process that alcohol and they stopped blacking out when they would eat it. And that gave them an evolutionary advantage. Well, same deal with this cooking meat. So like number one, I think my big senior thesis or my big thesis for this is that barbecuing. And I guess this is a dumb statement too, but like barbecuing might be the most sympathetic of sympathetic magic that we ever get. Like, mm. everybody has their own method. Like, because, duh, of course they do. Everybody cooks meat over flame. But, like, even to this day, there's a certain, like, ritual that goes into cooking. Like, how many times did you, me, and Mayhan stand around your grill and just jokingly oh, go, 
Oh yeah, hey, hey, see that burger? Pick it up and put it back down in the same spot. Oh yeah. There you yeah. go. There you go. But there is a ritual to it. You 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 yeah. light the fire. You you clean the grill. Uh you were just telling me how you were like cleaning your grill the other day when you started grilling burgers. Yeah. Like no, just yeah, that, I just, like yeah. Mm-hmm. Well yeah, and, and even just yeah, even just this week, uh Friday night, uh the Mrs. Wizard and I wanted to treat ourselves a little bit. So uh yeah, had a nice steak dinner. Uh and yeah, roasted those bad boys out there on, on the grill just tonight. Uh, we had hamburgers, and it's it's the same thing. Like, I, and I have my ritual. I have a little kind of folding camp chair um, that I keep on the back porch. So, yeah, like I walk outside, light the grill, kind of get it warmed up first. Go back inside, kind of piddle around for a bit. Um, grab a drink, get my camp chair as it's as the grill is warmed up, and some of the oils and greases are a little looser. That's when I scrub it. That's when I clean it. And so, yeah, it's a whole thing, and I love it. And it is, and yeah. it's. I, and and it's and it's even better, just like you're saying. It's even like I very much enjoy doing that on my own. It's even better when you have your like buddies with you, because it is. It's like that. Yeah, it, it's that sympathetic magic and the sort of like ritual of like handing off the spatula or handing off the tongs. Like, all right, bud, I, I got to go take a piss. I'm 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 entrusting right, like <laughs> they, like handing the scepter. Uh, from like one one king to another, it's like I am recognizing <laughs> your awesome. You are my regent, rule in yeah. my stead. Turn the broadworth justly. Yes, I will. Yeah. Oh God, I dropped him in the grates. God damn it, Shane. Well, and it is. And I, I I think I even brought this up in our like first like or in our like summer grilling episode. Like that's that's such a rite of passage too. Like when your older male relative your father your uncle your grandpa says like all right sport come over here let me show you how to flip a hamburger and you're like oh boy i'm a man now (laughs) yeah you know there's the you know the um the ritual of like the seasoning of the meat like yeah Mm because i'm sure that the way that you season a steak is different from the way that i do it is different from the way that i mean we we saw once you, you me your mrs wizard uh, we all competed yeah, in right. like a, in a in a steak challenge. Like we did, yeah. And they were all prepared differently, and you know. But like, there's also the common ground of that. Like you know, you poke your like you poke by your thumb, and that's you know medium. And then you poke a little bit in more, and that's rarer. But then you poke up higher, and oh yeah, that's well done. Don't do that one. Like you politely but friendly ask them to leave, and it is a tradition yeah. that you pass down. And right, mm-hmm. it's a thing that's been distilled down through the ages. And I don't, I. I it is so easy for me to err on the side of too horned up for this one, just because like, as I got more into this this week, it was like, son of a bitch, we, we are literally made to be a good time party species. We we are we are Homo sapiens because we we learned how to party and process drunk fruit. We had jungle juice first of all, yeah. and then we started <laughs> grilling. And, like, you know there was a caveman there at one point. There was some poor, like, Neanderthal bro who was, like, trying to grill. It was like, yo, Thag, you dumb bastard. Flip that thing. And students like, no, Thag, say it. Good. Thag, one, well yeah. done. You're an idiot, Thag. Shut up. Like. Yeah. Exactly. No. <laughs> yeah. And then totally. we all make fun of Thag for, you know, wanting it well done. And then, like, Thagina rolls up and she's like, me have portobello mushroom cap. Me grill this. No. No, go home. We don't. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, man, it's, it is, it's it, this whole thing, and like we will be discussing throughout this episode, this is, this is a millennia-long tradition. Um, well, and, and even 
but what's the fancy word for millions of years? It's a millions of years long tradition too. Yeah, from what two? Well, yeah, one point. Well, better. Yeah, three point four million years. Like literally fundamental to us as humans. I read this whole. Um, I read this whole dissertation paper deal about how like when we started eating. So when we started grilling meat. It allowed our jaws to not need to be as strong, which then allowed mm. for our brain cases to get bigger. That bigger brain case and the more protein and vitamins allowed that human, that pre-human, that proto-human to become more intelligent. It's just like, dude, grilling literally made humans what we are today. And yeah. it's insane. Yeah, no, it ab- <sighs> absolutely, absolutely is, yeah. Well, okay, so also, yeah, so like going back, go, going back to those thousands of years, Here, here's one Going of the, back and then going forward, going back to the pre-forward future. Yeah, right, exactly. So, and, and again, I, I mean, Mark, I would like to think, like, there seem to be so many popular multiverse stories these days, right? Like, there's a Spider-Man in, into the multiverse, there mm-hmm. was everything everywhere all at once. Mm-hmm. I mean, just and, and Ready Player One. Yeah, Ray Ray Player One had some had some kind of multiverse stuff. Um, and I like to imagine all of the different paths that I could have taken. Because I've talked about like, you know, hey, maybe what if I really like went full hog on the track and field thing? Um, or maybe I went m- more full hog on the theater thing. Uh, or the English or, or whatever. Or, okay, maybe I, I do the academic thing, but uh, like I really like linguistics. What if what if that was a route I take? I'm I'm kind of doing this like kind of half theater, half ancient Greek stuff. What if I did more kind of full ancient Greek stuff? But another early love of my life, and pausing to think about what 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 would this parallel multiverse Josh look like? Um, from a very early age, I had a deep and abiding love for ancient Egypt, and I was thinking about being like an Egyptologist, and that would have been so oh, yeah. freaking cool. Um, and so, hey, I mean, I think that's another. I think that's another good good place to start as well here, because yes, Mark, would you believe it uh, that the ancient Egyptians would grill and roast meat? <laughs> what? What? Um, and so, again, I just. Just the tiniest little, like, scratching the surface little dive here. Because, um, yeah, I guess now, in addition to, like, finally learning Latin, I guess I got to learn how to read hier- hieroglyphs. Because, boy, howdy, this is some cool stuff. The one document that I'm, I'm going to be drawing upon, and, again, ha- like, f- forcing myself to just pick one. Um, but this is... This is... Uh, known as the Papyrus Harris, uh, or sometimes the Greater Papyrus Harris, or the Papyrus Harris One. Okay. Um, and this is a, as you could imagine, a long scroll of papyrus uh, that was recovered in 1855. Um, and the guy who recovered it was named Harris. <laughs> so that's why we call it that. <laughs> okay. This document recounts some of the pharaohs and dynasties and the spot i want to focus on particularly um recounts the reign of pharaoh uh remesis the third of the 20th dynasty so to kind of help everybody out that's about um 1186 to 1155 bce more than three thousand years ago jesus christ Uh, okay okay cool yeah and so this this document yeah exactly sorry 
no, no, it's it, it's gross, but also amazingly cool at the same time. Um, so this this uh, Papyrus Harris, the the Greater Papyrus Harris, this is forty one meters, one hundred thirty four and a half feet long, um, and it has Jesus. yeah, and it has uh, one thousand five hundred lines of text. So it's a giant document. So that's um, like what font size like tw- like twelve, right? Yeah, yeah, so, something like that. I yeah. uh, it's it's if I if I remember correctly, it's it's currently stored at the British Museum because of course, because of course, um, <laughs> drink, drink. <laughs> no, there you go. Hold on one sec. And alas, because I can't read hieroglyphs, I have I have to turn to this guy. And holy shit! Again, as I was going through all this and taking notes, it's like God damn, what would have been like if I was an Egyptologist? Um, but I'm turning to a translation that is free online. Um, this dates back to 1906. It, it kind of took me a little while to find it, but you can find this dude's life's work. This is James Henry Breasted, uh, who like translated this papyrus and so many others. Um, and it's just freaking cool. So, um, so yes, this is during the reign. This is during the reign of Pharaoh Ramses III. And it's sort of talking about, um, this section is talking about uh, Ramses III going to all these different um, areas in his kingdom and like bestowing his wealth and his gifts mm. along the way. Okay. Uh, there's one section that I want to start off with. with um, it, so it, it's talking about uh, Ramses III's trip to the Temple of Amun-Ra in the Karnak Temple Complex near Luxor. Um, and it goes a little something like this and he's uh, addressing cause like how Pharaoh's work is like they're, yeah, like the embodiments of the God Ra, right. And so right, he's, right, right. he's both, he's both addressing his father, Ramses II, but also the God Amun-Ra, which he is also to. Anyway, it just starts off. He says, I made for thee a storehouse for the feast of the appearance with male and female slaves. I supplied them with bread, beer, oxen, fowl, wine, incense, fruit, vegetables, flowers, pure offerings before thee every day, being an increase of the daily offering which was before thee. So there's this thing called the Feast of the Appearance, which they kind of bring this statue, this kind of icon out, and it makes its appearance. That's why it's called the Feast of the Appearance. They kind of parade it around. <laughs> okay. Um, and so, and so, yeah, he's talking about like all this like lavish gifts, and like, man, isn't that a spread for a barbecue? You know, beer, uh, bread, oxen, fowl, wine, fruit, vegetable, um, and a little incense and a little flowers just to like beautify everything. Um, so yeah, it's so stinking cool. It's so stinking cool. And and so and so right. So like as a part of this, yeah, they, they'd be like grilling. They, they, and again, I'm sort of using grilling slash roasting over an open fire interchangeably, as opposed to like having the like metal. Slats, yeah, lacking the gridiron, right? Yeah, but but uh, you know, uh, six of one, half a dozen of another. Um, hieroglyph. If it quacks of, like a duck, if it chars like a duck, it's a right. Yeah, hieroglyph of a duck hieroglyph of a duck but its head is facing the other way <laughs> <laughs> it's on fire yeah yeah it's, it's on fire um uh a little bit later uh ramses the third is now in the 
Temple of Amun-Ra in Tanis, which is further north, uh, up there in the uh, Nile Delta. Um, and he's, again, talking about some, some more preparations uh, for another uh, feast of the uh, appearance there. Quote, I fashioned thy august image wherewith the appearance is made. Like Ra, when he brightens the earth with his beams, Amon of Ramses, ruler of Heliopolis, was its great and august name. I filled its house with male and female slaves. The lay priests of the temple were children of great men whom I trained. Its treasury was overflowing with products of every land. Its granaries approached heaven. Its herds were multiplied more than sand. Cattle yards uh, offered to his ka as divine offerings daily, full and pure before him. Fattening houses containing fat geese. Poultry yards containing wild fowl. Gardens with wine provided with their fruit, vegetables, and all kinds of flowers. So, wow. again, just again, this dude's like, yeah, I got it. Um, look at look at my work, see mighty in despair. Look at my. And this was so cool. There were so many passages I wanted to pick, but yeah, like, um, it's herds. Yeah, the the, the, the like herds of like oxen and, and cows and all that were multiplied more than sand. That's so baller. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's so cool. That's yeah. It's, yeah. It's so cool. Well, and, and there were other passages where it was like, I have more olive oil than the sea. And like, just dial that shit up to 11. Uh, dial that shit up to like horned snake with wings hieroglyph. <laughs> Cause I'm pretty sure that's number 11. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But, but also uh, this, this particular passage, that second one I read really, interests kind of later scholars and all that um with this kind of line like uh uh about the fattening houses containing fat geese right yeah and and so it's this line and then a couple of others was like oh shit were they doing like the force feeding geese part so their livers grow really fat and they're like are you telling me that ancient egyptians came up with fagua before the french did (laughs) (laughs) which like which would make sense given like Napoleon's word obsession with him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that, I'm that could be okay. T- I also, I also just love that. C- c- yeah. This is all based on the feast of the uh, appearance. It's like big holiday. And I, and I just imagine like Ramsey's the third, like waking up and uh, like poking his head out through some like temple uh, window or whatever and saying, you there boy, what day is it? Why, it's the Feast of the Appearance it is, sir. A Feast of the Appearance? I haven't missed it. Go down to the fattening house and get the fattest goose. <laughs> you could tell I really thought about that joke. <laughs> I I love it, though. See, my problem is I'm just seeing it like Muppet Christmas Carol style. But yeah, it's exactly. like... You know Michael Caine in a like a uh, in like a Pharaoh like you know headdress. yeah like I like yeah the headdress and the <laughs> the double crown <laughs> yeah the double crown holding the like you know whip and crook in yeah, both yeah, hands what what day is it boy <laughs> but 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 yet the little like kid still speaks with the Cockney street urchin what? yeah 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 the kid is still Cockney street urchin he's still dressed in like Cockney street urchin rags like. <laughs> But yeah, so, so so there's some like uh, primary sources, and and yes, and I think 
I'm sure this will be a theme that we return to throughout the course of this episode, that yes, grilling meat, roasting meat, eating meat was was very much a part of the ancient world. Uh, and specifically, it, it was it, it made it, it was mostly for like big, important days, big festivals, big religious festivals, big ceremonies. Um, it wasn't like an everyday kind of a thing. Uh, or if it was an everyday thing, maybe it would be more like, I don't know, like chickens or like fish, um, do something like that. But, but it was, it was like a big, it was a big to do. And it, and it was, it was an indication. It was, it was an indicator of, yeah, like your wealth. And, um, instead of fliff, fliff, not even counting it, it was, look at my cattle that have multiplied more than the sand. <laughs> there's, there's more cattle here than grains of sand. I in, love in the, the flex, though. That's so... Oh, it's, it's badass. It is badass. Dude, nobody flexes like the Egyptians. Like, you know, like, my I cattle know, multiply man. more than the sand. I got more olive oil than the sea, which I'm pretty sure is being racist to Greeks, but I can't <laughs> round about to get there. But then, like, you know, my name is Ozymandias, the king of kings. Look upon my works, ye mighty in despair. Like, whew, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. Which, again, yeah, it was, as I was just, like, kind of scrolling through this translation by... Uh, James James Breasted of the Greater uh, Papyrus Harris. I was just like, son of a bitch, man. Maybe I, maybe I picked the wrong thing to do my PhD in. Maybe I need to rewind and go back and be an Egyptologist. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I, I don't know. I just so there's this ascension feast, which right is like to honorate like you know the 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 shape of God made into mm-hmm. man, Pharaoh. Yeah, and it's just. They want to have a great big party. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And again, Josh, it's just a cookout. Like, right. Exactly. Exactly. And and, and also, even listeners who who aren't Egyptologists, who are just kind of casual, you you probably at least have some sort of like understanding in the back of your minds that like burial rites for the Egyptians were of the utmost importance. You know, like this this person. Is like yes, even even though their body is dead, they're they're like two spirits. Their ba and their ka are like going to continue on into the afterlife. So we have to make sure that they're provisioned for that. And yeah, like same sort of thing. Like for like a funeral, there was uh, often another big sort of like feast, another big celebration. Um, mm-hmm. And 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 even like in the deceased's tomb, there would be food and even like grilled like yeah like grilled cuts of meat like 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 roasted cuts of meat to like they would like yeah like slaughter another ox or cow or gazelle or something um cook it up pass out some portions to all the mourners but then also like give some to to the deceased for his journey to the afterlife and that's so freaking cool you know like Throw up a burger on a bun for one's homies. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. And and, and I know, because yes, listeners, we're going to talk about the Greeks and the Romans. Like, of course, that was a thing, too. Oh, no. No, season seven, there's no Greeks. No no Greeks at all in season <laughs> seven. I, I thought I told you that. I, oh, damn shit. it, Josh. No, this I, is why you got to make the production meetings. You'd... God damn it. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so again, this is like, yeah, like the the fire roasting cooking sharing and eating of meat was not just yeah it was not even just for the living but was also for 
The Departed. It's so stinking mm. cool, man. So stinking that's, cool. No, it's awesome. And, I, I love that. And and as much as I'd like to be able to share, like, like oh yeah, and here's like an ancient cookbook, like that that didn't really quite exist yet, but um, but still, right. Just like just like again, you could kind of put two and two together about what it was, you know, like get some, get some 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 sort of grilled meat that you want, throw some cumin on there, throw some <laughs> paprika, little yogurt, <laughs> you're good to go. Oh, little yogurt. <laughs> Some honey from your bees that yeah, brought exactly. up the sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Bees that brought up the sun. Well, um, well, to that end, no, because you're, you know, you're talking about this, like, you know, festival for God made flesh. What about God made God, Josh? Um, mm. So in my stuff, I found out that humans started like not so much smoking. So, okay, so we got to, like, take a beat here and go, what is barbecuing? Well, duh. It's cooking things over an open flame, um, sometimes on a gridiron, but there's also the crucial point of um, using smoke and mm-hmm. kind of, like, the indirect heat to cook a thing, right? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, just this week, I busted up my pellet smoker and made some baller-ass ribs that I actually cured in Mountain Dew. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, my God. you wanna, It was like a six-hour process, and it was the first time I did it, and I was all afraid, but, oh, my God, it was a thousand percent worth it. I'm, I was depressed that I only made one rack because I needed, like, four racks to that business. But, like, yeah. Um. so to that end, like, I think the first time, what I could find, and maybe you could find something to contradict this, but I'm not quite sure – um, the first time that we actually started doing that was with the uh, Hebrews and Moses. So about oh, fifteen, okay. th- so about fifteen hundred uh, BCE, um, after Moses ascended or descended from Mount Sinai, holding the uh, Ten Commandments, well, the fifteen commandments, and then he dropped the other tablet and just yeah. made it up and said it was cool. <laughs> um, he also gave instructions from God to the Hebrews how to properly construct a barbecue slash smoker combination as a way of sacrificing to their one true God. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, this was a monstrous... So, number one, this kind of blows my mind, just in the proportions. It was a um, it was a portable operation that was 4.5 feet tall and 7.5 feet long. So, that'd be like one Fucking cubit huge. by one and a yeah. half cubits? I, sure. Uh, yeah, I don't have my some, some, uh, some ancient like unit converter up. Yeah, but yeah, I'll, I'll go 1.5 cubits. Yeah. Um, <laughs> within these instructions given to Moses by God, it also included like, you know, meat hooks and like charcoal pans and like actual like a grid system to kind of like set the meat on top of where the flame can come up. That's that's awesome. That's so stinking cool, man. But it was also <laughs> portable. Right, yeah, and it's not like a... But this wasn't your, like, dad's broke-ass Weber charcoal grill that you would, like, roll out to the park on weekends. Um, <laughs> instead, you carried around this 1.5 cubit monstrosity on uh, poles, like litter style. Or, or, or if mm. it's easier, Ark of the Covenant style. Yeah. Oh, okay, there's... Man, there's an opportunity for an entrepreneurial uh, type. Yeah, like a Ark of the Covenant style portable grill and smoker. <laughs> oh, let's blast me, baby. I'm so in. Let's do her. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, 
Not only uh, will you get an, an, an even, uh, even cook with some nice smoke rings on your brisket, uh, but you'll annihilate any Nazis who dare to look upon. <laughs> Heavenly flavor. Also, fuck you, because I totally wrote a joke about how the Ark of the Covenant oh, was actually a barbecue grill that God damn it. Harrison no, Ford used to melt God the Nazis' faces with their deliciousness. <laughs> <laughs> Miriam, whatever you see. Don't taste it. It's too delicious. Indian smells so good. <laughs> um, no, but straight up, they carry these things around through a pole system, like just like the Ark is shown. You know, the Ark is shown with you know two poles. You got two guys on either side. Just it's a leader that, that or a litter. That's all it is. That's so cool. I think that's so cool. Um, Leviticus chapter one in the uh, Bible, which was written fifteen hundred years BCE. Uh, gave instructions for the preparation, the killing, and then butchering of meat from bulls, sheep, turtles, pigeons, turtle doves, different from turtles, corn, other vegetables, and bread. Mm. Um, and this was by means of, sac- of a sacrifice to the Lord, Yahweh, God, whatever whatever you want to call Christian slash Hebrew God. I, I'm just going to call him God because it's, it's easier yeah. that way. But this wasn't so much deity DoorDash as explained by Aaron in verse 29 when he said it was actually the smell that God liked. So God, so you, 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 Josh, with your good biblical name, Joshua, uh, you would take the first, the first like primus pieces of your flock or herd or whatever, and you would present it up upon this altar. You would clean it and then you would slaughter it. And you would arrange it in a certain position. Then you would cook it, and then God would just, like, sit up on a cloud and, like, you know, just hot box on the smoke. Yeah. Yeah. And really quick, just to uh, take a page out of Leviticus, or a couple sections out of Leviticus. And if thou offer the f- meat of thy first fruits unto the Lord, thou shalt offer the, fr- the first fruits dried in the fire... And then thou shalt put oil upon it, and lay frankincense thereupon. It is a meat offering. And the priest shall burn the memorial part of it, and the beaten corn thereof. And this is also talking about like bringing like the first ears of corn and other fruits to him. Um, and part of the oil thereof with all frankincense thereof. This is an offering of fire made unto the Lord. And now, put it onto your bingo cards, guys, because you and I are going to do an actual like episode about sacrifice. But didn't oh, the yeah. Greeks also believe that the gods like huffed on the smoke that you would burn them? That is precisely yeah, that is precisely it. Um, well, and I even I, I sort of mentioned this at, at the beginning. So yes, uh, Prometheus is the one who brings fire down from Olympus to mortals, and he hides it in a, a fennel stalk, which is always kind of a cute detail that I like. Um, really? So yeah, like Zeus, so, 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 like Zeus is mad about that one. Um, but then, like, Prometheus says, like, well, hey, mortals, like, here's how you can make it up. Um, you can slaughter, an, yeah, like an ox. And then you're going to burn part of it to send up to the gods. And this is the second trick that he plays. And this is the one that actually gets him chained to the rock in the Caucasus Mountains. Like, the, like the stealing the fire, like, okay, whatever. But what he does is he shows the humans how to butcher um, and he takes all of the meat, like the yummy, like delicious meat that we talked about, like how that was fundamental for 
our development as a species, but he like covers it with like the intestines and the tripe and the like gross, nasty organs. Um, and then he, and then he takes the bones, which other than that delicious marrow can't really do much with. Um, and then he covers that with like the kind of extra fat and tallow. Uh, so it, so it looks really appealing. It looks like a nice marbled ribeye, um, <laughs> but it's and then he invite and then Prometheus invites Zeus down from Olympus and says like, okay, hey, uh, the humans for all the rest of time will agree to like burn one of these sacrifices in your honor. So do you want this gross pile of guts, or do you want this delicious, well marbled, like glistening with white fat bit? And Zeus says that one. I want the fat, but it's but it's just bones. And then so that's how humans get to eat the the delicious, yummy meat. Um, Interesting. So, but but it's also but it's also yes. There, there's very much, and this is attested across all sorts of stories. Yes, that it's the smell of the barbecue of the of the meat grilling and cooking uh, that rises up to Olympus, and that's what the gods delight in. So, so yeah, there's a lot of similarity between those two. Yeah, yeah, like like I say, Aaron talks about how like it isn't the cooking of the meat that God likes; it's that He delights in the uh, the the savory smell mm-hmm. that is brought on by the grill. And then I like, it, and there's a little bit in there too. And it's like, well, Mark, you're just saying that you're they're just like cooking their best; they're just slaughtering and cooking their best bull. Well, yeah, they are. But also, there's a bit in there too. Like after you've cooked it, then you, the human, get to eat it. Right. So you're, and and again, this is, you know, like proto-agrarian human society. Like, so you're not missing out on, you know, an entire bull slash sheep slash turtle dove worth of meat. You get to also enjoy your ship, but you still got to like, you know, pour some out for one's deity. Yeah. Yeah, truly. Right. Again, it's, it's about the sharing. It's about the sharing as well. Yeah. And, and again, once again, I'm brought back to this idea of like sympathetic magic, you know, like literally like not even sympathetic magic. Like this is like, what do you call that? Like in, in, in doctorate, indoctrinated ritual, maybe I'm not sure, but like, yeah, yeah. Like a shared, yeah. Like a shared ritual, um, or maybe like a, like a, maybe like a, like a, uh, cooperative magic of sorts i don't know i don't sure. I, I don't know the exact cooperative term, but it is. magic yeah yeah well you Maybe know i'm reminded of like um you know that story you told about like how your uncle granddad on some side like was doing uh they were castrating one year oh yeah and uh your your uncle randy blacked out when your whoever it was ate the testicle raw but like mm-hmm. you know there's testicle festivals where you go you castrate your herd that week and everybody just like brings all the balls into town, clean them up, and they deep fry them. And like, right. same idea, man. Just same collective like coming together. Like the the herd is here. We are doing this to maintain a strong herd, and it's a ritual and a thing we do that we don't necessarily understand. But God damn it, we just do it, and that in its own way is kind of beautiful to me. Yeah, it is. It's it's the well, and even. I, I I almost want to say this because I, I think it would be like a good sort of like ending tran- yeah. transition. But like even just like today, you know, you're you're going on a walk or you're running some errands around town or you'd step outside to check the mailbox or you're taking the trash can out front and you smell 
for what appears to be like a couple houses down, like, oh shit, someone's cooking out. Like that literally just happened. Like, okay, yes, I made, I, I grilled hamburgers uh, for, for dinner. But then even just this afternoon, the Mrs. Wizard and I took a walk through our neighborhood and both of us were doing the, <laughs> yep, someone's grilling. It is. It's just there, 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 there is that magic. There is that magic of, oh shit, someone is like cooking meat over an open fire. Damn it, I want to be there. <laughs> and that, that too, just damn it, I want to. Hey, want neighbor, that. how's it going? I know we yeah, right, met exactly. before, but which is also my name's the... Josh. This is my Mrs. Wizard, jo- <laughs> Mark, and yeah, which which is also, and I also love that that's like the ending. Uh, here's a little crossover event too. Um, when uh, the Dangle podcast gets to the season finale. Because, yeah, like, that's how it ends. Like, Hank and Bobby, father, son, that have so much, that are so different, have so very little in common. But what's the one thing that they can bond over? And what's the whole yeah. thing that the entire, like, Rainy Street neighborhood bonds over? It's grill and steak. Yeah. Yeah, two sirloin with love. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And across, <laughs> and two, and two, right there. Dude, sympathetic magic. Like, I learned out of Hank Hill, like, you know, you you, you, you grill with propane until you get a electric pellet smoker and then, you know, don't worry about propane ever yeah, again. Right. But, you know, like, <laughs> Dad, what if somebody wants it medium well? We politely but firmly ask them yeah. to go. Ask, like, yeah, ask yeah. Them to leave. yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. what you do. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you don't fuck with ritual. No, 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 no. And or OK. And, and again, also not 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 hating too much. But, but a little bit of hate, but also just like... Ah, hate, hate. And I and this may have even come up with our grilling episode, too. So, listeners, go check that one out, too. But yeah, like, and then there's always that one group that's like, oh, actually, can you save a little space on the grill for my veggie burgers or from these or for these portobello mushrooms that, that I brought because I'm vegan or whatever? And again, you kind of roll your eyes, but you want to be a good host... And so he's like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll scrub this spot extra good and then I'll throw them on there. And you, you just don't tell them that, yes, all that delicious smoke that the Olympians and Yahweh, like, that's all like penetrating and seeping into your portobello mushroom. <laughs> so it tastes extra good that way. <laughs> what are, what are your, yeah. are, are you saying that you're better than the gods and like, you don't want this grilled meat smell uh, infesting your, I can't believe it's not impossible beef burger. <laughs> oh, hey, this tastes like shit. This tastes like shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but to that end, are you saying that you're better than one or 3.5 billion or million years of evolution? Yeah. No. Yeah. Fuck you. Eat a, eat a goddamn burger. Yeah, you and your thick jaw that... <laughs> didn't that like that you still yeah need all this like yeah giant bones and uh bite strength to chomp through your your broccoli <laughs> i don't know why I, i'm being so i got mean, some but... horse feed in the barn you want that i got i got some 50 50 mix you want that it's in the barn you got to fight the horses for it but i can get it for you how about some alfalfa cubes you want that oh you don't get your goddamn burger <laughs> I, I know I'm being needless. I don't I know. know. You know what? Once upon a time, when I was uh, a produce wizard, I was also the like the head of the like morale council, like the oh, okay. you make these uh-huh. bastards happy. Right. Um, 
and there was one motherfucker in the on staff out of 130 people in that stupid store that showed up to my barbecue who was like hey man can you like cook some like veggie patties and number one it was like okay the store is paying for this and they're only paying for like the 60 40 percent beef and only hog anus hot dog (laughs) so you gotta provide your shit he showed up with boca burgers and I felt so bad because I had no idea how to do them. Because, like, mm-hmm. they didn't cook like meat. And I was just like, I no, yeah. I, I like, did a 3322. This should be, like, medium well. I don't know. You mm-hmm. tell me. It's like, oh, this is really good, man. And I just want to tell them, like, yeah. Because it was, like, soaking up meat juice on the grate. That's why it's yeah, good. But... That's why, yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 fu- it's funny how that works. <laughs> interesting isn't it <laughs> yeah super super interesting <laughs> oh shit <laughs> uh oh, oh all right all right we'll quit picking on vegetarians at least for the for time now. being for right now <laughs> for, for now because we have more important things to talk about which is what is uh now going into our wizards mugs uh and i was saving i don't know if it's the best for last but it's certainly like the memeiest one for last so Following up the watermelon, um, I have Hard Mountain Dew Baja Blast. (laughs) So it's like, wow, that's like a legit mountain. Okay, right on. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, again, it's not just a, like, nerd who lives in his parents' basement and plays too many video games meme. There there is apparently, yeah, the the Baja (laughs) Blast lore is real. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, and you said that you had something kind of devious or mischievous or, I don't know, something something for your for your second round, right? Yeah, yeah. A couple of weeks ago, we were up in, um, I don't know, some mountain town. And, you know, you, you hit the lo- local liquor store like you do. And yep. my Mrs. Wizard goes, get me this. And I got her this. And she proceeded to not drink it because the other one I got her was too sugary and it made her sick. And so we brought this home. And I was like, no, we're saving this shit. But also in the truest keeping, because I have been to this party where I had the party, and I see this crap in my fridge the next day. I have a Smirnoff Ice Smash Peach Mango, 8% alcohol. It is a whopping one pint full, fills up my uh, moss, and I just, it's like this terrible, like, you know, like when my kidneys don't work, it's that color. That's what color it is, and I'm kind of <laughs> reticent to get into it, but hey, here's on you and your oh, Baja, man. buddy. Yeah, here, here you go, man. Cheers. Sweeter, but better than the uh, Breckenridge Brewing Palisade Peach, so you know what? I will take the W. Yeah. Oh, oh God. Ugh. Yeah? Just, just as I was going to say, like, okay, this is doable, like the aftertaste. There's like a whole wave. There's a whole other wave of aftertaste. Oh my god. Yay! Yay! You got a bad one. It took us seven seasons, but you got a bad one. Seven seasons, but I got it. I got a bad one. Oh man. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to. Oh god, this is so. Because, like, I I don't. I don't. I I don't drink any kind of pop. Right. Even when I did drink pop, I tended to stay away from Mountain Dew because I knew it was like crystal meth in a can uh <laughs> it, it was the or original power thirst there's a there's a meme there's a there's some like old lore talking that's about some, memes. like sympathetic magic that's a, yeah because oh god but 
Oh, Baja Blast. Hard Mountain Dew. Son of a bitch. Oh, my. Ugh. Okay. It's, it's, it's okay. It's okay. It'll be all right. Because truly, this is, yeah. To have gone seven seasons this far without getting <laughs> getting something to this to this caliber is, yeah, pretty bad. Um, okay. Well, so, okay. So, so I, I guess we, we did. We already, we already talked about it a couple times. So, I. I got to do it. I, I, I got to spend at least a little time talking about the Greeks and the Romans and their fondness for grilling meat. Because, again, if it's not flood myths that are like the great, like, oh, yeah, this is our like shared human experience, like flood stories, then it's grilling meat and sending the good smelling smoke up to the gods. Because, like I mentioned, that that's exactly what it was for, for the Greeks. Um, uh Sacrifice was a was a vitally important uh, aspect, um, which again, just sit tight, listeners, because we are doing like a proper sacrifice episode coming up. Uh, but for right now, like just talking about the meat, and and it was it was a big sim- similar kind of thing. Uh, it was a big religious festival. It was a feast. It was commemorating some some noteworthy um, event. That yes, you would slaughter a whole bunch of animals. Uh, grill them and then everybody gets to eat um and this goes all the way back to the very foundations of western literature and the canon that's right the iliad and the odyssey uh by homer ah um and specifically the word of choice here is a hecatome um uh hecato the prefix means 100 and then the like kind of omb uh, part, uh, uh, that means like oxen or like ox. So oh, okay. So so these, cause, because this is epic, uh, as in both like amazing, cool, but also the genre. Because this is epic, everything does have to be, again, just like cranked up to 11. Um, these, these heroes are larger than life. They're stronger than life. And they have appetites that are bigger than life. So when you read the Iliad uh, and, and the Odyssey, and uh, yes, here's the Greeks camped on the Trojan shores. Um, here's Odysseus trying to get back home, uh, and he stops by the island of the Phaeacians. Or here's his son Telemachus trying to find out what happened to his dad. And so he goes and hangs out with Nestor, and then he goes and hangs out with Menelaus and Helen there in, in Sparta. Um, everywhere that they go, uh, these these larger than life, these amazingly like enormous figures, everybody says, "Okay, stop! We have to have a hecatome. Uh, kill a hundred oxen, <laughs> grill them up, because that's that's Jesus. what we're cooking tonight. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Hecatome, it's what's for dinner." Uh, <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> and, and so yeah, so yeah, like these, which is so there's like that mytho part of it. The historical part of it was that Greece, mainland Greece, was not able to sustain that kind of mass um, food production. Like, it was only on the, like, fairly regular, but very less frequently would you have these, like, large sacrifices of uh, oxen. Uh, versus, yeah, in the Iliad and the Odyssey, uh you get a hecatome. You get a hecatome. Everybody gets a hecatome. <laughs> Just slaughter a hundred cows at once. 
Um, and again, this it, it appears everywhere. You know, like close your eyes, throw a dart, and you'll hit upon somebody having this big feast. But but here's just one. Here, here's just one for example. Um, and this comes from book twenty three of the Iliad. Uh, and this is in translation by uh, Caroline Alexander. Uh, so just to catch everybody up very, very briefly. Um, so the Trojan War has been raging for a long, long time. Um, Achilles has chosen not to fight, but his cousin slash mentor slash lover, question mark, Patroclus goes off in the battle. Patroclus gets killed by Hector, who's a Trojan prince. Achilles gets pissed, kills Hector. And then all of book 23 is the funeral games, the like funeral feast for Patroclus that Achilles hosts. Okay. Uh, and and this is Achilles. So so he has a little line. Uh, he, he spoke and conceived a shocking deed for shining Hector, stretching him face down besides the bier of Minoitius' son Patroclus in the dust. And his soldiers to a man took off their armor, bronze and glittering, and loosened their high-necked horses. And they sat themselves beside the ship of swift-footed uh, Aesides. I'll have to come back to that one. In their great <laughs> numbers. Uh, and, to, and to them he gave a funeral feast fit for their desire. Many sleek cattle stretched their necks across the iron blade, their throats cut. Many sheep and bleeding goats. Many white-tusked pigs, luxuriant with fat, were, she, were singed and spread across the fire of Hephaestus. And everywhere around the corpse, blood flowed in cups. So, giant, huge barbecue. Um, because Achilles is honoring his uh, fallen companion, Patroclus. Um, and, and again, yeah, like pick, pick anywhere in, in the Odyssey. And Odysseus com comes over to this place. And here's a giant feast killing hundreds of oxen. Uh, and then he goes to another island. Hey, uh, here's another hecatomb. And so it just goes on and on and on. Um, and, and yes, and so that was that was very much in the literature. And then in the reality of Greek life, um, in, yeah, the like 6th and 5th centuries BC, BCE, uh, but just just not as often. It was a little more rare. I, I, again, it's just there, there's just so many so many different examples to, to pull from. But the other kind of cool thing, the, the other very cool thing, and like like many cases with the Romans, they took this idea from the Greeks and then expanded on it. Um, I want to talk about this thing called the Thermopylium. Okay. Um, and a Thermopylium. As again, you might guess from the first part of that word there, thermo, meaning hot. Uh, uh, Thermopylium was an early example of sort of like a fast food stand, kind of. Really? Yeah, it was a place where you bought hot food. So okay. it was, yeah, like kind of like, yeah, it was like kind of so like a restaurant, food. but also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like... but also, but yeah, but yeah, like fast food. Um, and so these would be. Um, so, so, so the Roman kind of like one of the standard architectural units was called an insula. Uh, and this would be like three or maybe even sometimes four stories tall. The ground floor was, was usually like a business. And then there was residences on top. Um, and so you, you would find these thermopylia on the ground floor. 
and yeah, they're, they they would have like a counter uh, with these like ovens and grates on top or like bowls on top, and you just go over and like order your your food, whatever that is, um, and you can find some again like amazingly pre- preserved examples of these uh, in Pompeii, for instance. But also apparently uh, in Ostia Antica, where I was at the start of uh, last month. Oh, yeah. You can find all, all, all sorts of things there. I just also love this idea that, like, Mark, you were talking about the the portable smoker grill um, that the Jews had. And here we see, like, yeah, like an ancient idea of maybe not a McDonald's, maybe more like a Sizzler. But I don't know if that's any better necessarily. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. No. I I get what you're driving at though. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Like you want a steak. You don't want to pay a lot of money. Go to Golden Corral. Get the steak. Give the buffet combo. Yeah. I got you. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um. And so. And so you yeah. So. Because so, you ate too many shrimp. Yeah. I understand. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So. So you would. You could get like skewers of meat. Um. Sausages. Fish. Like wild game. And then of course, yeah, you're like. Your like bean soup, your vegetables, your your fruits. Um, but yeah, so if you look and 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 I'll share some of these so that Mark can put them up on our Instagram. Um, yeah, there's some really cool um, uh, pictures. There was one that was fairly recently uncovered or, un- or or discovered in Pompeii, which is in like amazingly good shape, and uh, you can see the 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 sort of like frescoes that have been painted into the side of the plaster there. And there's one of them that has, yeah, like a like a painting of like a rooster. So it's like, oh, this place must have been like uh Pompeii grilled chicken. P P G C Okay, okay, okay. With its X I herbs and spices. <laughs> but but here's here is here's one sort of recipe that I that I can kind of share. So Okay. Um so this is a type of food uh, in these uh, Thermopylae, uh, which is the uh, Isichia omentata, which, well, okay, I'll just describe this thing. And then, Mark, you can tell me what okay. you think about this. Okay. Um, uh, quote, take minced meat with breadcrumbs, soak in wine, crush together with uh, pepper, linquamen, replace it with nuak guam, and failing that with anchovy sauce. So I guess just because I don't know what the other two things are. Anchovy sauce. Um, and if you want, myrtleberries from which you will have removed the core. Shape the meatballs uh, in, which you will, in which you will put peppercorns and pine nuts. Um, wrap them in the net and brown them in the chironum, which is sweet red wine. Okay, okay. So does that kind of sound like another maybe dish that might be a little more familiar? Yeah, just a little. Listeners? Yeah, that kind of sounds real familiar, Josh. Kind of sounds like you're doing a little bit of a braise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's like kind of like a braise that you're like making. Yeah, you're making meatballs. And then you're yeah. braising them in red wine, which is delicious. <laughs> that sounds delicious. Yeah. Get, sign me up. I'm in. Yeah, right. Exactly. And so, uh, so, so yeah, that, so again, there's just, there's so much here. Um, uh, uh, pigs were more common, uh, in ancient Rome 
Uh, for the Greeks, it, it was goats. Uh, and then, yeah, the uh, occasional oxen. Romans were much more kind of like into cooking and grilling pigs. And then I was fascinated to discover this too. So on, on my recent, this, this summer trip to Rome, um, did the tour of the Colosseum, which yes, that was, there was one type of slaughter going on at the Colosseum. Uh, <laughs> but, then I, but then I was amazed to find out that during like the medieval period, um, people would like rent out kind of sections of the Colosseum because, you know, it has all these like little arches and then also kind of like nooks and crannies. And so you would rent one of those out as sort of a commercial space. And oh, the shit. Colosseum, yeah. And like in the medieval period, the Colosseum was like, was like butchered shop central. Like, like so many people were renting out little, uh, alcoves in, in the Colosseum to like operate their butchery. And we know this because we find all these like bones, kind of like what you were saying. Like we know that Homo erectus did this because we discovered bones that had these knife cuttings on them. Uh, yeah. Same thing apparently for medieval Romans in the Colosseum, um, which I learned something new. <laughs> that is God. That's crazy. It was Sorry, you're blowing my damn mind here, dude. Like, no, it, it blew my mind. Ancient like, Roman, I, like, like pre cooked food court. Like, it's a mall, but not, but it, it is, but it's not, but it's. Yeah, not. it is, but it is. And, well, right. And wow. then, yeah, and then, and, and, and then, so yeah, there were the Thermopylae, uh, during, yeah, like classical Rome. And then a thousand years later, during the medieval era, people are like, kind of still, they're still, they're still doing that. We still love meat. <laughs> we love meat. <laughs> People love meat. Yeah, who the hell doesn't? Yeah, exactly. It's so it, again, who? it's just yeah, it's it's just super 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 cool. Um, it's so cool, dude. Yeah, which which again, I and and, and this always kind of gets talked up every once in a while. Like I'll see this on classics Twitter every once in a while. Um, yeah, like wouldn't that be like an awesome restaurant chain to open up? You know, like hey, there's here's a Here's a casual fast food place on the order of like a Chipotle or uh, where, where, where it is. It's like it's like ancient Greek and Roman food. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I would I would eat there all the goddamn time. <laughs> oh, you're goddamn right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah. Uh, give me. Yeah. Give me. Give me a, um, a, a big uh, a big Macedonian. um. And a, and a and a large Achilles fry, um, and a and a diet Heracola. Twelve twenty seven. All right, thank you. Yeah, dude, I'm in. Let's go. Like, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Can uh, I'll take a hecatome for me and a hecatome junior for my son here. <laughs> hecatome, a uh, uh, hundred piece chicken nugget. <laughs> See, for oh, when yeah, you, you really mean business. Yeah. <laughs> give, give me a hot gates and spicy, um, and uh, and and uh, uh Peloponnesian slush. All right, all right, all right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. In yeah, in, in instead of a Baja blast, can I get an Aegean blast, please? <laughs> <laughs> 
and it's literal seawater because I drink because <laughs> I keep drinking that. <laughs> It'll still kill you. You'll still OD on sodium eventually. But right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. It's the same nutritional value as. Uh... <laughs> do you do you want honey or tzatziki dipping? Ah, uh, honey. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want a large with an agricola. Is Pella uh, Pepsi okay? <laughs> oh god. So oh shit. I'm sorry. It's a million degrees in the think hole. I'm dying. No, it's okay. <laughs> you want it's to talk right. about fucking barbecues? Yeah, and we are, which again, fittingly. Oh man. Fittingly. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of barbecue, Josh. Where does the term barbecue come from? That's a that's a great question, Mark. Where does the term barbecue come from? <laughs> Spoilers, it's racist. <laughs> like seventy percent of history. Yes, it is it is racist. Like all good history, it's real goddamn racist. I mean, we're all bad people for enjoying it, and we're bad and you should feel bad and I feel bad for learning it, but I'm staring into that void so our listeners don't have to. Um, as best I could tell, the term barbecue comes from when the Spanish were, you know, doing their um, attempt at a cultural slash religious slash domination victory over uh, America um, from the Tampa Bay area in 1536 when one Juan Ortiz encountered the Ozita tribe who captured the man and promptly sentenced him to execution via being slowly roasted alive over something called a barbacoa. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the uh, eldest daughter of the chief begged her father for mercy for whatever reason, insert reason here, and Ortiz stayed with the tribe, and he learned their language and customs, and even went on to become the translator for Hernando de Soto when he arrived. Mm. Now, 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 little did the uh, Ozita tribe know that... uh, Ortiz was actually a spy, and he stole their tech boost for barbecue. <laughs> but he detailed to DeSoto number one the method of cooking and how the uh, Oz or, or sorry, yeah the Ozita tribe would roast turkeys on here. But when Hernan- Hernando DeSoto showed up on the or showed up in the Tampa Bay, he convinced the chief to throw a big party in which they roasted turkeys and wild dogs as well as local vegetables. On this barbacoa technology. I mean, again, if it's a good idea, I say go for it. If it's a good, yeah, and I'm not gonna like hate, like, Hmm. I don't know, maybe dog is, maybe local tiny dog is delicious. I just, I'm sorry, I go back to our chupacabra episode and I'm just like, Mm -hmm. were they barbecuing small dogs or, you know, grunches? Right. Um, but from what I can tell, that is where we right now get our term for barbecue from the word barbacoa. Um, a couple, uh, linguists will say, maintain that like the, uh, a co or the, so in the barba, you add the coa, the oa would be like a Spanish, like, uh, suffix. Mm. So like refrigeradora, refrigerator, refrigerator. Like, you know, the, oh, okay, the thing yeah. that yeah. refrigerates. Yeah, the, barbacoa, the, the, the thing agent. that barbacoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way, we 
he stole that tech boost, and we got it, baby. Score one for the Spaniards. Which, yeah, because I, because I think I, I had heard something like that too. Yeah, like barbecue. Well, and even like now, like you go to most Mexican restaurants and ask for a barbacoa burrito. Um, yeah, it's like a slow cooked braised beef. Um, uh, yeah, with, with like spices and stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> but now to that end, there's also the uh, theory that it came from the Taino Indians with their uh, verb bukan, which meant to uh, cook meat under, um, so with underneath hot coals, or, or so either the, the meat was wrapped in leaves and buried or wrapped in leaves and cooked above. Mm. But the term bukan eventually evolved into the term buccaneers. Who comes out of Tampa Bay, Josh? That's right. The Buccaneers. The, the barbecuing Buccaneers. <laughs> Which I have not been... Um, what's their... Do you know what their stadium is? Oh, Buccaneer? no. Not is a fan, sorry. Just, is it just Buccaneer Stadium? Raymond James Stadium. If Raymond James Stadium... Again, just like just does not steer into that skid... And have like, yeah, get you... You know, most other ballparks, you know, or football stadiums... You know, you get your hot dogs, you get your nachos. No, here we have um, nothing but barbecue pig, like fresh from the banana leaves. Um, this giant uh, uh, coal pit. Like, if that's that's the only thing that they should serve. <laughs> yeah, I I would say so. Um, I mean, come on, guys. Yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? As long as we're here, I I think we're to a point now where we're all just kind of hungry. Um, we kind of yeah. been touching on it here. Um, in your research, buddy, did you find like any recipes that really stuck out to you? Well, there was a couple, um, yeah. but it, 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 and I shared some of them. But also, I I thought about bringing this up, talking about the Greeks. But since you ask, here here we are again. Um, I just again, this is just so this is just so awesome. This is all the way now in. Uh, the Odyssey, Homer's Odyssey. Uh, so we're changing gears. This is Odysseus. He find he in, in book eighteen, book eighteen of the Odyssey. He's finally come back to Ithaca. And he's trying to like, infl- he's trying to like sneak his way back into his own palace, his own house, where these like unruly suitors have been chasing a- a- after his wife. But he's like disguised. Uh-huh. Um. And one of the, like, meanest, nastiest of these guys is someone named Antinous. And he has a little speech where uh, he says, um, and so, yeah, like, Odysseus is back in the house, but he's disguised as a beggar. And he's, like, going to pick, and he's, like, picking a fight with somebody else. And Antinous says, here, this is translated by Robert Fitzgerald. The Robert Fitzgerald. Robert Fitzgerald. So, yeah, so Odysseus is a beggar and he's like picking a fight, but he's not letting him on that who, who he is. And so he said, and so uh, Antinous says, oh, my friends, no luck like this has ever turned out before. What a farce heaven has brought upon this, ha- brought this house. The stranger and Eros, this other guy, have had words. They brag of boxing. Into the ring they go and no more talk. Uh, all the young men got to their feet now, laughing to crowd around the ragged pair. Antinous called out, gentlemen, quiet. One more thing. Here are goat stomachs ready on the fire to stuff with blood and fat. Good supper pudding. The man who wins this ga- the man who wins this gallant bout may step up here and take the one he likes, and let him feast with us from this day on. No other beggar will be admitted here when we are at our wine. 
Um, so Odysseus gets in a boxing match with another kind of beggar guy. And the prize, the prize for winning is, yeah, like some blood pudding in a goat's stomach. So he's, so he's, so he's basically fighting and the prize is going to be a bratwurst. (laughs) That's so sad. Yeah. It's like a blutwurst. Yeah. Like fat. Yeah, it is. No, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's a blutwurst. Um, (laughs) I don't know if that grossed me out so bad. I'm just like. Oh, here's the prize: goat fat and pudding. Oh, okay, yeah. no, <laughs> pass. Right, yeah, yeah, right. It is. It's yeah. It's like a blood a blood pudding sausage thing. And then, of course, because he's Odysseus, he beats the shit out of this other guy. And then right, right, right. Because he, yeah, yeah, he's in disguise and yeah, <laughs> got that good plot armor, and he leveled up like way too much on his journey. And yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and he uh, uh, procced the. Uh, 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 Athena um, buff, um, so his so his unarmed combat is um, totally maxed out. <laughs> he like breaks the guy's jaw. <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah. <laughs> right on. One thing I found out when I was as I was looking into shit, um, when uh, Columbus was doing his like first tour to conquest in uh, 1492, he uh, reached an island that he named Isabella. This is now um, Cook. So, what I could tell, this was uh, now, like, small Cook Bay. Hmm. Okay? So, it's okay. a it's a Bahamanian island. Um, but as him and his conquistadors were, like, beating out the swamps, um, in the jungle, he reported sighting a six-foot-long serpent. Oh, shoot. Um, he was so taken by the creature's beauty that Columbus did what any good conquistador would do, and he... Toma mi arquebos, which means get my gun. <laughs> and um, according to his own diary, he shot and killed the creature in order to bring back the uh, skin, the skin to the king of Spain. Apparently, the skin was beautiful, and he wanted to, like present it to Ooh. the king. It's like, look what I've done for you. Um, upon closer inspection, and this is per Columbus's journal again, the creature had four limbs and a row of spikes. Now, I went down my own rabbit hole in this, and it is insane because people okay. are still debating on whatever the hell this thing was that Columbus shot. Um, according to multiple accounts, it was a giant iguana. But then, according to other accounts, iguanas were not on this island at this time. And it was actually a weird type of um, like um, Central American crocodile, which I guess are now extinct oh, in the region. Okay. Either okay. way, you don't waste good meat, and Columbus didn't waste the good meat, and so he wrapped the flesh in banana leaves, at which was the custom of the local tribes, and then roasted it, and he reported it as being white, flaky, and tasting like a sweet chicken. Man, okay. Yeah, it's gotta be... And so I've had um, alligator, and alligator is like a sweet lobster, so... Mm-hmm. I haven't had crocodile or iguana, but either way, I just, since I read that, I have been craving some Columbus croc. I mean, it's gotta, yeah, it, it's gotta be, which also, if, if that isn't the true, uh, yeah, like age of exploration con- conquistador spirit, I'm going to shoot this thing. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to eat it like that's. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and right? it's and it's and its hide is so beautiful. I'll, I'll make shoes out of it. 
and I go back to our like Teddy Roosevelt versus cryptids episode about like the idea mm-hmm. of conservation in the like 18 to early 1900s, which admittedly <laughs> is 400 years after this. But like, yeah. wow, so, look at yeah. that rhino! It's beautiful. Shoot in the fucking head. <laughs> Then we can stuff it and send the hide back to my grandchildren in New York. Yeah. <laughs> New York City. New York City. <laughs> yeah, Craven, some goddamn Columbus Croc. Or, yeah, you know, that's... whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... Oh, man. <sighs> Mark, I I just had a hamburger, but now I want... Now I want... I want... I want Columbus Croc. I want... Uh, uh, Blutwurst. Um, after I fight some hobo for it, <laughs> <laughs> I can. I, oh, can man. I whet your appetite once more? Because I found the darkest recipe that I've oh. ever found. And like okay. to borrow a, a segment from, I can't wait to show my kids. What does it say about me? But this sounds goddamn delicious. All right, all right, let's go. Um, this comes from an account of meeting uh, cannibals within the Fiji Islands from the 1870s. Mm. Um, uh, the neighboring tribes in the town of Balvara killed and ate 260 of the inhabitants, subsequently falling onto the pigs of the colony. And this is pigs, and they are call- the local inhabitants are calling them pigs. So anytime we say pigs, we mean human pig. Um uh, okay. All right. All right. A, a villainous-looking priest produced a couple of wooden spoons, or scoops, made impressively for dipping out the human broth and sundry cannibal forks of carved wood with four or five prongs. Sorry, just just very quickly. Yeah. Human broth is a hell of a phrase. <laughs> human broth is your uh, ska band for the week, kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Um, These were used to eat the long pig, for touching it was forbidden. Mm. Uh, Some of these forks were 18 inches long and dark of polished wood. Uh, This meat was served with the appropriate vegetables and also the accompanying solonum long word I can't pronounce, but potatoes. Um, they, so this local tribe would cook these uh, long pigs with sweet potatoes, as you and I would call them. Okay. Mm-hmm. The manner of cooking, however, Josh, was that the pig's cavity, the pig's being human cavity, would be stuffed with hot stones and then buried underneath the coals and roasted until done. When pulled out, the manner or the manner of the flesh was gray and still tasting very sweet. And the person who was there reported that it tasted really, really good, and she was shocked to understand that it was actual human flesh. And as I read this shit, I was like so taken by the idea. I don't want to eat people. I'm not a cannibal. Please, right. listeners, mm-hmm. I'm not. Yeah. Ain't no Alfred Packer up in here, baby. But God damn, <laughs> the way they describe this is like succulent, crackling baby pig flesh. I'm just like, oh, oh, those are some, those are some good ribs with like sweet potato. Oh, you forget about it, baby. Man. Yeah. I, again, that is one of those. I, I, and this goes on for pages, and she describes eating pages. him like, and I paraphrase the hell out of it. But even there's a bit in here where like the chief is angry at the woman because she asks, so she asked, and she was mis, she was mis, uh, translated, and she was asking like, wait, 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 how do you prepare the flesh? 
and it was mistranslated as this is not flesh. Like you, you can't eat this. And the chief got mad and she goes, no, 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 this tastes amazing. I want to know how you fucking do it. She was just trying to get the recipe. (laughs) And just that, like uh, an account from 1882, dude, like I, Yes, is it racist? Likely. Is our interpretation of barbecue in America racist? Oh, yeah, a thousand percent. But also at the same time, I'm not going to say no to some long pig. You know, like, yeah, I any mean, port in a storm, and quite frankly, if you win by conquest, well, who's to say what's right and wrong through the anthropological <laughs> scope? Yeah, I mean, it, it is... It is I, I know, like, in this case, it doesn't necessarily sound like um, it was a matter of, like, life and death. And, like, hey, we're out of supplies. We, we have nothing else to eat. It, it, this also does sound... Oh, God, this is, gonna, this is so dark. This also sounds like... I just like talked about ver- eating people. It's all right. I talked yeah, about no, how yeah, I but, wanted to try Long Pig. You're good, buddy. No, yeah, but, but, but that was going to be my part, too, is, like... But this also sounds like a very rare kind of, like occasion festival feast of sorts <laughs> yeah 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 you go to you go to war with the people and i guess what's better you you go to okay so let's play like ancient greek ancient rome real quick you go mm-hmm. to war you win because your god was stronger than their gods um instead of st- selling the thracians and macedonians into slavery you just eat the fucking things <laughs> What's better? What's worse? Who's to, who's to really say? But then also, yeah. like, I'm just like, God, that, I, I am reminded of G.I. Joe PSAs. Long pork chop sandwiches. <laughs> God damn, that smelled good. <laughs> <laughs> well, that also does, um, to be fair, that also does appear in the Odyssey, um, except yes. it's not... Odysseus and his men, uh, but it's the Cyclops Polyphemus who, yeah, smashes um, some of Odysseus's uh, uh, sailors, his crew, yeah, like bashes their brains out on the rocks. And then I don't think he cooks them, though. I think he just eats them raw. Because I think that's another because like, man, like so many like um, uh, transgressions against like uh of like right. host yeah yeah host guest rights uh xenia there we go got a little choked up there um yeah also worst among them is this dude didn't even like cook his meat <laughs> like he didn't even like cook the guy he just ate it raw like like eating raw food that's for savages <laughs> and i guess it's a human that's bad but <laughs> Didn't Odysseus lose people to uh, the the pig chick on the island, Cer- Cersei, right? Didn't yeah, yeah, Cersei. Cersei. Right, yeah. yeah Didn't she trick him into eating his own crew, too? And, like, he said I they tasted delicious? I don't believe so. I think or was she that just, just, like, the island of, like, pigs? Yeah, there was... Cersei was there, but, like... Yes. Maybe this yeah, is I my, don't... like, high school interpretation and, like... The, the, the pig men on the... Or the pigs on the island were, like, men that were transformed or something yes so she definitely has on her island on cersei's island um yeah she has like a whole bunch of pigs but also like other animals she'd like change the shipwreck people men into other animals um and uh yeah uh, and 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 she had some like nymphs she had some like 
other like female mythological beings um, on her islands there. I don't think they, she like invited them to like eat. She like, oh, weary travelers. She was again doing like the fake Xenia. Uh, like, yeah, come on in and eat and take a bath and my maidens will um, serve you, will like wait on you. Um, but then, yeah, then she like waved her wand and then they turned into pigs. Um, but I don't think they were ever eaten or at least they weren't eaten by other men. But then, Odysseus, so yeah, but then also uh, Odysseus goes to the uh, Lystragonians that are another race of giants that like eat, that like get, that like eat, eat, eat the men. And then the whole reason why they're having all this like horrible time going home is they're like so close. They're so close to getting home. Uh, but there's a big storm that they deplete their supplies. There's no food. They like, okay, also this is very much like an epic hero. Like this is, this is a Greek epic hero thing is like these, these dudes have been sailing around forever. They're hungry. They're tired. They're cranky. And they're like, I guess we can fish. <laughs> I can't oh, yeah, believe. Because like fishing is I like can't believe. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe how horrible things have gotten now. We have to fish for food. These guys were like, <laughs> these guys were the Ron Swansons. They're like fishing for sport only. <laughs> it's practically a vegetable. Um, but they get so hungry and they're, they're washed ashore. They just so happen to be washed up where this herd of beautiful cows that belong to Helios, the sun god. And Odysseus, like, takes a nap. And that that's, I guess, the other, like, news from epic poetry. is like, don't sleep because your lackeys will do something and fuck everything up. <laughs> so Odysseus fall, falls asleep. And then the sailors go off and they kill some of the sacred uh, uh, cows of the sun god and eat them. And when Odysseus wakes up, probably because he can, like, smell, right? He, like, smells the, the fire. And he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Man, does that smell good. Yeah, god damn it, does that sound good. Or smell good. Wait, god damn it! We're not supposed to be eating that! Well, that belongs well, to the sun know, god! That, that goes back to our classic, you know, thesis, conundrum, idea, theory, whatever you want to call it, of... Yeah, you can let somebody man the grill, but you gotta come back and get it yourself. Right. Otherwise, they're exactly. gonna fuck it up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The next thing you know, you just you're serving your house. Your charred. Don't mess around. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and it's charred hockey pucks that you're passing out, and little burnt hot dog twigs. There's <laughs> <laughs> a big like flare up like that. That same fucking guy Steve. He doesn't have eyebrows anymore because he's like, oh, I think I need some more lighter fluid. It's like, no, you idiot! It's a propane grill. You don't need lighter fluid. Throw some Greek fire on it. Don't do it, Steve. Yes. Stavros, no. <laughs> so yes, oh, with 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 great grilling comes great responsibility. That's the other, I guess, sort of lesson here is uh, <laughs> you do you have to earn it. You have to earn that. So gotta um, earn okay. it. Okay, lest we oh, we man. overcook this episode, though, buddy. Goddamn. Yeah. No, I and, and again we are seven. What a way to kick it off! Yeah, no, totally. And and again, we're we're not we are not overcooking this. I think this is coming in at a nice medium, uh, which I think I asked you that back in the grilling one. But remind me, what what is your temperature for a steak? Medium rare. 
Okay, yeah, I'm I'm medium rare to medium is yeah. is good for me, but um, it also kind of depends on the cut. But uh, but if we're talking about a, a, a ancient Greek blood sausage, no, like that that is well done. I do not need that over easy. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> cook yeah, that all no, the way through. Like, ultra cook well that all the way through. Uh, but but yes, okay, so. Uh, but I do agree this has been a wonderful start to season seven. Um, and we've already hinted at, like we've hinted at, yes, we're doing a uh, sacrifices episode. Maybe there's a piece of literature that I've been talking about quite a bit. Maybe we're, we're going to have an episode dealing with that in some more detail. Who knows? Oh, uh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, but as always, Mark, it's great to uh, join with you once more. Listeners, it's great to have you join us once more. And boy, howdy, we wish that, or maybe maybe you're listening to this episode having just grilled something, uh, or maybe this is inspiring you to grill something. Maybe you'll go look up some weird ancient Roman or ancient e- Egyptian recipe. Um, uh, buy buy 80-20 beef. That's that's the ideal hamburger patty. Buy 80, so, 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 so that your patties are greater than grains of sand. <laughs> <laughs> Reload stock of that freezer. Don't get it from Walmart, or it'll taste like you're eating grains of sand. Yeah, exactly right. Like get a good, find a good quality local butcher, and off you go. Um, but as always, we would love to hear from you. What were your thoughts listening to this episode? Uh, are are have you already had a good grilling season? Is this inspiring you to? to uh make up some lost time maybe you're going to get a smoker that's that's probably something that i i is will will be on my list you know maybe not in my rental because i'm just gonna have to move it somewhere but when the mrs wizard and i get our more permanent wizards tower yeah i'm probably going to get a smoker uh but 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 tell us send us pictures uh i posted some of my like food porn on uh twitter uh some nice some nice steak uh send us your grilling photos we would absolutely love that um so send an email send an email to two wizards podcast at gmail.com find us on facebook find us on instagram we're active there um i'm already going to share yes some pictures of the third mopoleum um i also i forgot to mention this i found a going back to the egyptians and talking about the fattened geese i found like uh like bar relief of some egyptian servant um force feeding a goose so that'll be up there on the instagram too oh hell yeah um uh and we are on twitter at or no i guess we can't say that anymore because fucking elon musk is an idiot i'm still calling it twitter it's gonna you can be find twitter. Us there. no you know what uh, yeah. uh two wizards in protest okay yeah there you know maybe this will be time for us to branch out and we'll do some of these other ones i don't know maybe uh Find us on other media. Just just look for Two Wizards Podcast and you'll find our stuff. Uh, you can find me at Plaid Barbarian. Mark is also active on some of the stuff. And some of our uh, so, so some of our other podcast uh, siblings are active on there as well. Mark, take it away. Uh, yeah, some of our podcast siblings. Number one is the I Can't Wait to Show My Kids podcast. Uh, where me and my buddy Brad talk about movies that were influential to us as children that we want to uh, review and rewatch to make sure it's appropriate to show to our progeny. Uh, this week, Josh, hey buddy, you guest starred on Teenage Mutant huh? Ninja Turtles. Yes, I did. 
You were there. You were there for that. We, me and Brad got fucking hammered, and I apologize, buddy. God damn. Um, also, me more than Brad, but still, uh, a lot of beers were drank. A lot of good times were had. Go check us out over there talking about that original uh, TMNT classic. Or, or um, if you want to hear more about me and my opinions of grilling, by all means, please come to the Dangle Podcast, a weekly retrospective rewatch of King of the Hill, where me and our buddy Johnny discuss two episodes of that beloved adult animation classic. Uh, this week, we did... Um, so this week we'll be doing um, Luann Gets Lucky and Hank Gets Dusted. Uh, uh, Luann goes to prom with a child and Hank's cousin is uh, Dusty Hill from ZZ Top. Uh, don't listen to that one. It fucking sucks. Me and Johnny were really <laughs> upset. It's so sitcom and bad. It's God, you can tell we're in like the twilight, the, the, the beyond yeah. the twilight years, the king of the hill. But hey, just yeah. come listen to us like, listen to some souls die. You can enjoy our souls dying. <laughs> uh, schadenfreude, right? And if that yeah. doesn't work for you, come to Marky Stardust on Twitter, on Twitter, on Twitter. Yes, Always will called. be Twitter. I will never call Always it will be. X. I just. No. <sighs> Stupid. It was, it was the dumbest just, thing ever. Uh, Marky Stardust, come talk to me there. Yeah. Um. Do that thing. Like, subscribe, follow. Tell your mm-hmm. friends, but also to that end, hey, if you are listening to this, thank you. Thank you for yeah. being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for making us a part of your day. Um, Josh, happy season seven. I can happy only foresee seven. goodness in our future, and I am, goddamn, I am horned up for whatever wizardy mayhem we get into, buddy. <laughs> Heck yeah, dude. No, I uh, very much enjoyed uh, christening this episode, talking about, like I said, some some things that we uh, find great meaning in. And I'm looking forward to having more episodes on other great things. Uh, so thank you, Mark. Thank you, listeners. As always, my name is Josh, and I'm a wizard. And my name is Mark, and I am so hungry for some <laughs> long pig. <laughs> Love you guys. Thank you for being here. Take care. He rolled upon his back, and after that, I killed them all! Ah!